0: Hey everyone and welcome to The Daily Word. Really glad that you've joined me and for our Daily Word we're going into Matthew chapter 12 to our, our journey through the Bible reading there. I want to share with you verse, verses 39 and 40 and then let's, let's talk just about uh, a bit about the sign of Jonah. But Jesus replied, only an evil, adulterous generation would demand a miraculous sign. But the only sign I will give them is the sign of the prophet Jonah. For as Jonah was in the belly of the great fish for three days and three nights, so will the Son of Man be in the heart of the earth for three days and three nights. Now one of the questions I think that, that comes up here is, well, why was this a big deal for them to be asking Jesus to give them a sign that He really is who He says He is? and. Uh, you know, Jesus did miracles, why Why wouldn't he just do a miracle and let them see his power? And and the thing is, though, that that he actually had been doing miracles. And as a matter of fact, he has clearly demonstrated throughout his ministry that he is the fulfillment of the scriptures, of the prophecy about the Messiah. If you remember, as he answers John the Baptist about the question, are, are you really the Messiah? If you remember, we talked about that just a bit ago. And Jesus' response is, tell John what you, you've seen. Show, tell him what what I've shown, how I've demonstrated that I'm the Messiah, how I've fulfilled the Scriptures. And so the, the, the thing is that as the, the Pharisees are asking for him to do a sign, he's already done it. Right? He, he has already demonstrated he, he, that He is the one who fulfills the Scriptures. And so they are, in fact, not trusting in the Word of God. They're they are seeing that Scripture is being fulfilled, and yet they won't accept Jesus. See, the, there's, there's something else going on here that, in fact, they are resisting the plan of God's salvation that He's revealed in the Scriptures that they're supposed to be experts in. So the deeper reality is is that they are rejecting the movement of God. They are rejecting God's plan of salvation. And if Jesus were to essentially become under their command, just do whatever we tell you, then it becomes their plan and not God's plan. They are actually uh, supposed to submit, as we all are, to God and to God's plans. But instead, they want it to be on their terms. That's what's really the big deal that's going on here. And what Jesus says is that that there's going to be this one sign. And that sign to come that He's going to give is the sign of the resurrection. That Jonah in in a way is a foreshadowing of the resurrection of Jesus. He is three days in the tomb and then uh, he's raised uh, from the dead. And this sign of the resurrection actually is a part of the prophecy in regards to the Messiah. If you look into Acts chapter 2, you see there uh, in uh, right around verse 22, Peter is, is preaching and he says, people of Israel, listen, God publicly endorsed Jesus, the Nazarene, uh, says he, he did that by powerful miracles, wonders, signs through him, as you all well know. Uh, then he says, but God knew what was going to happen, that in fact it was his prearranged plan that uh, Jesus would die for us. He, he knew that he would be betrayed. He knew that he uh, would be crucified. But God released him from the, the horrors of death and raised him back to life, verse 24. And then he's going to quote uh, from uh, David from Psalm 16, and uh, as a part of that, in verse 27, he says, of, of Acts 2, For you will not leave my soul among the dead, or allow your Holy One to rot in the grave. And it's very interesting, because then in verse 29, Acts 2, 29, he says, Dear brothers, think about this. Like, let's, let's actually think through this. You can be sure that the patriarch, David, wasn't referring to himself, for he died and was buried his tomb is still here among us, right? He was a prophet, and he was, he was actually speaking on behalf of God. God was revealing to him uh, a piece, a portion of, of uh, his messianic um, uh, promise of, of salvation through the coming Messiah, the Holy One uh, of God. And so this, this was Jesus saying, this is, this is the sign. This was pointing forward to me. And, and this is what will take place. And, and then, question then, that was for the disciples. That was for the, the early believers. They were witnesses. They were folks who were hearing directly from witnesses. But, but then let's, let's think about us because the truth is that this sign of, of Jonah, the resurrection, is in fact uh, a sign for us that the Christian faith actually hinges on whether or not Jesus is raised. Th- this is the issue. Jesus knows it. He says this is the sign that if Jesus is raised, then everything that God has said is true. He is the Messiah. He's raised from the dead and, and life is in him. And in fact, we can know that this is the case. There is, there is overwhelming and compelling evidence that Jesus Christ is raised from the dead. I, for me, one of the most compelling pieces of evidence is the fact that the disciples, all but one, would go on to be martyred. They, they would give their lives for the sake of the gospel of Jesus. And as a matter of fact, many, many of those early believers gave their lives for Jesus Christ. They were killed specifically because of their faith in Jesus, because uh, of their stand for the gospel. And we have to ask ourselves, why would they do that? Now, some will say, well, you know, folks die for misguided religious reasons all the time. You know, look at suicide bombers and so forth. They, they are dying for something they believe in. But here's, here's the difference. Um, the disciples were in a position to know whether or not this was true. And if they had made up this resurrection story because whatever, they want to gain power, they want to start a new religion, you can be sure that their commitment to this fraud, which it would have been fraud, would have ended someplace well shy of giving their lives for Jesus Christ. They were in a position to know, they knew that Jesus Christ was raised from the dead, and this is what gave them confidence to lay down their own lives. Look at the Apostle Peter. He, he went from running away in fear, right, running away, denying Jesus, to standing before all of Jerusalem and testifying to Jesus and doing that again and again and again, and he would ultimately be martyred for the sake of Jesus Christ. There are many, others, uh, and many other points of evidence that we could name uh, among them. I would, uh, I would recommend to you uh, a book called Forensic Faith. Uh, Jay Warner Wallace is, uh, is, is great. He's a former detective, and he points out the fact that conspiracies fall apart so easily, even when they're just a handful of folks involved, even just two people involved, as a matter of fact. And that of those early believers, no one ever said as they face death uh, that, you know what, it, that we made all of this up. There are folks who turned away from Jesus, certainly, but of those early believers, we see them holding fast because they were witnesses to the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Now, uh, we read here that people still in his day um, rejected Jesus, and of course this is still true today, but um, we read about the responsiveness of Nineveh as Jonah is vomited up on the beach by that great fish and they repented, they saw what God was doing and how the Queen of Sheba came and visited Solomon and saw the amazing wisdom God had, had given him. She saw what God was doing and she acknowledged it. And, and the, the calling for us is to make sure that we keep our, our hearts soft before God, to acknowledge what He's doing, to see the truth of the resurrection of Jesus and put our faith in Him and to pray for others that their hearts would be softened because the truth is that that knowing Jesus, receiving him, accepting him really does come down to the disposition of our hearts. There are many who just simply don't want Jesus to be Lord and so they they won't look at the evidence. Let's pray for them so that their hearts would be softened by the Lord. And not only that, I just want to say in conclusion, you know, there's this this strange kind of um uh this strange sort of addition that seems almost like a disconnect where Jesus talks about um, someone who uh, has the, a, a demon taken out of their lives and they they kind of clean up their internal uh, world and, and the, the demon goes out and, and gets some buddies and says hey why don't we go back and then the person's in a worse position than they started and this uh, to me it's not a disconnect it is an expression of the gospel that you have folks here who are really trying to clean up their lives. They're trying to earn somehow their salvation. They're trying to justify themselves It's their own goodness that is the fo- the focus. And we listen, we can try to clean up our lives any way we want, but we actually, we open ourselves up to pride and self-righteousness when it's about us and our accomplishments. And the point that Jesus, I believe, is making here is, that we need the presence of Jesus Christ, the living Lord. We need the presence of the Holy Spirit in our hearts. If in fact we're, we're going to be transformed and we're going to be secure for all of eternity, our, our own efforts will never do it, will never do. We need the grace of Jesus Christ. We need His power uh, in, in our lives. And, and so let's keep our hearts soft before the Lord and, and let us depend on His works and depend on His presence and His power, not on our own works. Let us allow His transformative work to take place in our lives. And may it be so, in Jesus' name, amen, amen. And, and friends, until we get a chance to speak again, I pray that God would bless you and that He would keep you.